Welcome to Jaipur Bites. I'm your host, Lakshdatta. What you're about to hear is a session from the Jaipur Literature Festival 2022 Digital Edition, and it's called Lily's Library, Be a Triangle. Lily Singh in conversation with Supriya Dravid. been diagnosed with ovarian cysts and you had a surgery less than a week ago are you out of your mind on doing this conversation now i mean truly in your own words your boss <laughs> thank you i didn't have surgery but yes i was in the er i was in the emergency room but listen i'm passionate i'm passionate about all the things we're going to talk about so nothing could have stopped me from i wish i could be there in person but we'll have to deal with this for now next year soon we're going to manifest that yeah. uh, <laughs> I think uh, I want to jump right into it. I mean, the pandemic forced so many of us to spend more time with ourselves than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, how was the experience for you? Did it have anything to do with why you wrote Be a Triangle, your new book, out in April? Um, one of the questions that I that preoccupied me was, you know, spiritually, triangle represents, you know, manifestation, enlightenment, revelation, a higher perspective. You know, mm-hmm. it's often used to mark cycles of growth. Um, you know, spiritually, energetically, everything, it all comes together in one point. What prompted you to write this book? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, so during COVID, I think it was the first time in my life where I was forced to really sit with myself. And like most people, you know, the traveling disappeared, the events disappeared, everything disappeared. And the issue for me wasn't that, oh, I was bored and I had nothing to do. It's that during that time when I had nothing going on, I really felt like I had no value. I was like, what is my purpose? Like, what does my existence even mean? Because I associated my value so much with like, you know, the events and traveling and doing work. But when that all went away, I thought, am I just a shell of a human that has nothing else? And so that was a really tough pill to swallow for me. And that's definitely why I decided to write Be a Triangle because Be a Triangle is about me doing the work I've never done before to really figure out like who I am and what do I want out of life and what do I actually care about and what's important. and I'm more than just all of these busy calendars that I have thrown at me. And the reason I called it be a triangle is because, you know, a triangle is the strongest shape in the world. You know, it does not topple over when it's right side up. It does not topple over. You can build upon it. It is structurally really sound. And that's what I want it to be. I want to have a strong foundation that would not teeter no matter what came its way. And so that's why I said it had to be a triangle. You dedicated the book to your mom um, and you you written that, you know, she's the strongest triangle, you know. Tell me a little bit about that uh, relationship because I thought that was quite intriguing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, most people say, you know, I want to thank my mom. My mom is amazing. And yeah. so I'm going to be another one of those people. But at risk of it sounding cliche, yeah, my mom has taught me everything I know and not just, you know, the everyday things. I mean, really, she's been an example for someone who, immigrated from another country, had to learn a new way of living, went through a lot of hurdles and obstacles, and just is still today such a powerful, graceful, kind human being. And for me, I feel like that's everything I aspire to be. She's probably gone through 10 times what I've gone through, and she still is able to, you know, do all of these incredible things. So I found it important to dedicate not only this work to her, but also just to be like, I think you're a triangle. Like everything I'm aspiring to do, this work I'm trying to do, somehow you are already this. I don't even 
if she's done this work, to be honest, but somehow she's already what I want to be. You know, I think when I was going through your book, uh, you know, it seems like a very frank, but immensely uplifting conversation with a friend, mm-hmm. but it's also inc- incredibly vulnerable uh, with how much you pour of yourself. You know, what is it like being both visible and vulnerable and how do you express yourself as both? Um, can you tell yeah. me a little bit of how and why? I mean, it must not have been an easy journey to write this book um, and take me through the process. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. So it's, it's so interesting because I have over a thousand videos online and yeah. mostly when I meet people, they know everything about me. Sometimes they know things about me that I don't even know about me. I'm like, how do you, how do you know this? I don't know. So I'm already so out there. The reason I love writing books is because I feel like I can really tap into a side of myself that I truly probably wouldn't feel comfortable talking about in person with someone. I wouldn't be able to just off the cuff have this conversation because what I've written in this book really required that deep reflection that you don't always get in the moment when you're talking with someone, right? There were moments while I wrote this book when I was alone in this room, I was alone and I would be typing and I would read what I wrote and I thought, you're lying to yourself. Why are you, there's no one here. Why are you lying to yourself? So I would erase it and I'd say, no, get deeper, get honest. And that was a big part of writing this book. It was even being honest with myself because so often I found myself writing something where I'm like, am I writing this because it sounds good or is it true? And I would delete it and I would think, no, I'm only gonna write the things that are true to my experience. Um, and, and that's what I think the book is. I keep looking down because the book is here. Ask I you can't see it. <laughs> this is me a triangle, yes, I'll put it right here. Look at that. Um, <laughs> you know, in your, in your first book, how to be boss, uh, you know, you talked about conquering life by taking things into your own hands. And, mm-hmm. you know, by contrast, I think be a triangle slightly more gentle, more nuanced, you know, it's, it's the, about the art of slowing down, taking a deeper look inwards. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned that the pandemic and, you know, the lack of busy schedule at that point, because all of us were stationed at home, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure it also gave you time to evaluate, you know, success, you know, how has your definition of success changed from, when you say first started out in the business and you know how do you see the two books working in tandem with each other because as an author and as a as a person I mean from a little bit of what I've read and known of you I think everyone when we write a book we shed skins you know it's like one skin coming off it's another book uh do you feel that you're navigating that I mean I don't know if I've articulated correctly but you know you write one book at one point of time in your life and now be a triangle is here and it's another time in your life um do you see how and all of it coexist how, how do you see the two books working in tandem with each other yeah that's a great question uh, a lot of people have asked me so do you disagree with your last book is this different and i don't think it's yeah. right or wrong exactly i think i think it's it's the evolution of me right so how to be a boss i still completely agree with everything i wrote in that book and during that time my definition of success was hustle hard pull the all-nighters nothing else matters you have to sacrifice things to get where you want to get and that's what i needed at that time I'm not going to sit here and lie. There's no way I would have gotten to this place I am without doing all of those things. Exactly. Right? And yeah, be a triangle is the natural evolution now where it's, hey, I still work really hard. I still hustle harder. However, now I'm in a place where I believe there's a need to go deeper and really analyze like, okay, now that you have success, what are your values? What does that success actually mean to you? What does it mean to you when you win an award? Like holding that award, does this define you? How does that make you feel? Is this what you're working towards? Like asking myself all those questions. And the reason I felt the need to ask those questions is because, listen, especially in the industry I'm in, you can keep racing forever. You know this, 
you can keep going and going and you can keep wanting goals and it will never be enough. You will just keep going and you will get exhausted. But I wanted to get to a place where I was like, I don't want to be on that race my whole life. I actually want to feel fulfilled. I want to decide, hey, which projects am I going to take on now? And why am I taking on those projects? So B Triangle is a look inward into just what my values are and where I want to go in a deeper sense. So it's definitely the evolution. Now my definition of success is I can still work really hard. I can still do great things like this. But one, it has to be fun. Yeah. I never used to care if something was fun. I'm like, just I'll do it. It's fine. Now I have to have fun. Now it has to be something that I'm passionate about. And those things really, really do matter to me. Um, and it's a privileged place to read. It is, but that's where I am. Very on point. I mean, I completely agree with you in so many ways because, you know, if you don't center yourself in that form, you're just in that rat race. You, you also want to be in a place where there's a little bit of a mouse job where you can enjoy the scenery yeah. as well. Um, my next question to you is, you know, you've had a journey that is a stuff of dreams. You know, none of it is possible without the power of manifestation. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, who taught you to dream the way you did? I mean, nurture these ambitions, land on your own with such gumption. And it, it was such a fresh revelation. I think when we all came to Superwoman, um, you know, we were just like, oh my God, where have you been all our lives? And, uh, you know, I just want to know a little bit about, uh, you know, and it, it's something great to dream and to land and to do this and to be in this position that you are in right now. Yeah. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about your journey. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, it, I've never been asked that. It's an inter interesting question where I get the belief of manifestation, because if I'm honest, no one else in my family really yeah. manifests. Like it's only me and my family that is very about the vision board, very about visualization. Like my vision board's in my shower. This is a real thing. It's in my shower. So I see it every day. Um, but I am very, and I remember actually when I was a little girl, my mom described me like this once. I didn't understand it then, but I remember an auntie had come over and she was like, oh, so like, what's this Lily like? And my mom said, you know, Lily is someone who, if she, if she wants something, she really thinks that if she believes that it, it'll happen. And I remember thinking that's such a weird way to explain me, but it's true. Like I truly believe that not only with visualization, but if you work hard, like truly anything's achievable. I believe that. Um, and so that's been a big part of my journey. You know, I have four plus vision boards now. Um, if I want something, I surround myself with it constantly. So for example, you know, TV and film is a big part of my life now. Sure. And there's certain auditions I want. And so there's certain franchises I want to work with. So I make the soundtrack of those franchises, my alarm clock. Like I will make it my life now. Everything around is just gonna remind me of that thing because I believe in putting yourself where you want to be, you know, mentally and spiritually. So I don't know, I'm just a firm believer. I might also be like a white witch, I'm not gonna lie. I, I feel like <laughs> manifestation is my superpower. No, I think, yeah, that's a great line. You know what I mean? It's a really great line. I mean, it's something that I want to teach my daughter when you say, and my son, when you say manifestation is your superpower. I've never heard that before because, see, these are thoughts that we all, uh, you know, internalize, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. something that uh, it's, it's upon us to teach the next generation on how do you do what you need to do in a space that is already so crowded with just everything yes. else. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that. Also, also Supri, you know, another interesting thing is I feel like right now we live in a world that loves to treat everything as yeah. very black and white, very all yes. or nothing. It has to be one thing or another thing. And so when you talk about manifestation, you'll usually get two groups of people. One that's like, I made my vision board and now I'm going to wait for it to come true. And then on the <laughs> yeah. other side, you have someone that's like, that stuff doesn't work. It's just hard work. 
I believe in the middle, which is yes, you can manifest, but you also have to work very, very hard. And there seems to be this misinformation that you can do one without the other. No, it's about knowing where you want to go and then working relentlessly to get there. Um, like but it takes the, both of those things. It's like getting to the top of that triangle, right? It's, exactly. it's a journey yeah. that, 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 that yes. begins at some point and, to, and you walk towards it. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any practical tips for things you've integrated into your day-to-day -day since writing uh, the new book, Be a Triangle? Yes, absolutely. So I write about four main ideas in Be a Triangle. Um, and I use these four main ideas every day. Let's be real, I don't want to lie. Not every day, every day-ish <laughs> when I meditate, I try, I try my best. And these are the four pillars I use in meditation now, which is, okay, all that matters right now is relationship to myself, relationship with the universe, understanding distraction, and implementing design. So I literally will repeat those four things to myself almost every single day and remind myself that no matter what happens in my day, what successes, what failures, what heartbreaks, what celebrations, that you are going to come back to the idea of the four things that matter are relationship to yourself, relationship to the universe, understanding distraction, implementing design. And so that is something I've used every single day. And I never had this type of thinking before writing this book, truly. All of these ideas are ones that I really had to like work on and work through and reflect on. And so I feel like since writing the book, a lot of positive things have happened. A lot of my friends, and I kid you, this is not even to sell books, this is a true thing. A lot of my friends have come up to me and said, you seem really happy and light. And it's true, I am. Because I've actually done the work to be this person that you're seeing. Yeah. Um, but it's also that after I've written the book, I feel like I have a new way of looking at just life. I don't let obstacles completely derail me. Of course, I'll still get upset, I'll still cry, I'll still be, you know, that's fine. But I think about hurdles in a different way. Whereas I think before writing the book, if something happened in my day, I would really, really let it take me to a dark place. You know, I'd start questioning, who am I? Why am I even doing this? I hate my job. Now I get upset, but I come back to this place of being like, no, we don't need to go that way. We can come back to this place that serves us well. Incredible. I want to talk a little bit about Lily's library. Yes, uh, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> and, you know, what was your dream vision for it? And I'm sure, uh, you know, with Lily's library, it spotlights and celebrates South Asian writing and writers. And uh, mm -hmm. in fact, it encourages imagination and creativity, a safe, visible, you know, accepting space. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, in, in and a camaraderie in a very beautiful but often frustrating you know, industry. Can you talk a little bit about your experience about navigating spaces, relationships as a creative individual, professional, and obviously the process of conceptualizing this Lily's library? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's no secret that I work in an industry that is, although taking small steps towards diversity, still yeah. really struggles with diversity in a very true sense. Um, we only have a handful of shows and, and, and movies in, in America that show South Asians on screen. Um, and so I started Lily's Library for a few reasons. One was I learned once I started really diving into South Asian stories that books are actually way more progressive than where Hollywood is. Like there's a lot of South Asian stories out there. There's a lot of great South Asian authors out there. And so there's such an abundance of just amazing culture and stories. That's one reason. I think the average person might not know that, but that's one reason. The second was that of course I wanted Lily's Library to be a place where South Asians could connect with South Asian stories and we could be proud and we could feel seen. But I also was very adamant that I could say, hey, this is a book club that celebrates South Asian stories that the world will enjoy. You don't need to be South Asian to enjoy these stories. 
I want to show you that even though you and I haven't had the same experience, you will enjoy our stories because we have something to offer. I think so often South Asian storytellers are not given that credit. It's always like, hey, that story about you and your Indian mom is very, I don't know if people will relate. And I hate hearing that. I hate hearing that from Hollywood executives. And so I want it to be known that South Asian stories can be celebrated and appreciated globally as, as many as we appreciate the stories of many other cultures. You brought, you know, modern South Asian representation and commentary to comedy across mediums, you know, films, television, social media, literature. Uh, what has the genre meant to you? And how do you think your own example and increased diversity and representation have, you know, redefined comedy in other genres? Um, I mean, what do you look forward to now in terms of future products, projects, dreams, milestones? Well, I think, you know, like I said, diversity is one step at a time. And I don't think realistically now having been in this industry for a, long, a pretty long time, you can't go from zero to 100. Yeah. There's got to be baby steps. I would love to turn on my TV and see a very nuanced, complex South Asian lead. It's going to take baby steps to get there. Yeah. Right now we're in the, the world of Hey, happy Diwali, you know, Diwali, the festival of lights. Like we're very in the, like, we have to explain every part about us because we still need to make sure a white executive can understand what the story is about. You know, I hope and dream of a world where we can have comedy, where it is nuanced, where it can be specific and South Asians will be able to understand it and laugh at it. And maybe every single person in the world doesn't understand it, but that's okay. Because I do think comedy, the magic of it is when you get really specific. So I would love to see us get more detailed and get more authentic. And I think it's going to take baby steps to get there, but that's okay. I also, the second part of that question is, I think right now, especially in Hollywood, the average person cannot understand a South Asian lead yeah. unless their parents are in the picture. Mm. Like, you know, are the parents strict? What are her parents like? Why is she like this? I get the question all the time. Parents, 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 and I get it. We're so connected with our parents. Our culture is very much so that we're close with our parents. But I think as we progress, we need to have leads where they're not just seen through the lens of, okay, their parents are strict. Okay, their parents are there. I think we need to have heroes that are, are able to stand alone. Because in reality, they're not strict. They're very open. That's why we're doing what we're doing. I, told, I, mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes, yes, any parent is strict. Yeah, but I, I want to show that complexity. You know, I want to show that complexity. I want to come back to um, a little character in Bia Triangle, Anxiety yes. Singh. Uh, yes. I thought that was interesting and also very real uh, because I think a large part of, you know, of who you were with Superwoman, um, you know, you know, you you've done so much with Superwoman as a character. You know, you've addressed issues, and then when I come back to be a triangle, uh, you've written about anxiety, saying about what you know, what what I think keeps us awake. You know, what to accomplish, guilt about children coming out to your parents. I mean, mm -hmm. aging has also been a point of anxiety for you. These are very raw thoughts, Lily. I mean, I mean, it's it's it takes serious you know, guts and gumption to actually put it out there. Uh, and for you to even say that I'm in my early 30s and for so long, I felt abnormal and stressed because I've told myself I'm behind. I mean, the, these are real life issues. Um, and it's interesting, very refreshing to have you say that. Uh, you know, you've been, you know, you've, you've been a late night TV show host. And I remember when I was in New York, every single cab I was on played 
your you know your videos your, your promos and oh that my was god I'm so sorry <laughs> and, and it was no <laughs> and I think it was such I mean it was so amazing to see someone like you do what you were doing so when I chanced upon anxiety sing I wanted to ask you really <laughs> and that's a, honestly a reaction I usually get and I write about this in the book I write about how I, I was nervous to write this book because everyone expects me to be, and I say in the yeah. book, a literary energy drink. And that's true. By nature, like, this is not a facade. If you saw, met me in real life and we were just hanging in my backyard, I would still probably be all of this. This is yeah. just who I am. Having said that, it, it, makes it makes it hard to believe for people that there's anything else other than this. And there is. There is. You know, I am in a very tough industry. I have been first at something many times now, and that has been both an honor, but also a huge pressure and a huge point of anxiety for me. Um, and I've been trying to navigate how to think about that, how I should live my life thinking I'm the first in this and the first in this. And I remember having moments in my most anxious moments when I would, and it sounds ungrateful to say, but it's, it's true, when I would be like, I'm so sick of being the first, I don't want to be the first in another thing like because it's hard to be the first and it's scary and people are mean to the first person and and so you know i've done a lot of things that have created this a little bit of anxiety and i think me working through it is is why i wrote this book and, I, and i'm in a better better place but i'd be lying if i said that i didn't have a little bit of anxiety about things sometimes <laughs> um you're an author a creator entrepreneur comedian actress uh what will we see you tackle next I'm definitely going to get more into TV and film. So I think actress, yes, I'm definitely going to start writing some longer form things. You know, I have over a thousand scripted sketches on YouTube, but that's short form. So I'm definitely going to start writing some longer form things. I'm going to start producing more, directing more. I love that world. You know, I grew up with that world and I still love social, but I also love that world. So I think I'm definitely going to more more TV, more film, and just more anything that is loud and destructive, especially if it highlights South Asian people. I'm gonna be very open about my agenda. My agenda is to <laughs> make sure South Asian people get the credit they deserve because I feel so often they do not. To quote a beautiful line from, from your book, that is why we must always return to what we know to be true, our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was incredible. And, you know, may you continue to give that love and light and, you know, more power to you, Lily. I mean, today, always for everything that you want to do. And I think it's just been incredible, you know, talking to you about this journey. It, I am so honored that you took the time um, to do this with me and to talk about my book and to be so supportive. And I, like I said, I wish I could be there in person. I say it all the time, you know, India for me, is just feels, I was not born there, but it feels like home to me. And I feel like I cannot wait until I come back. And it's, oh, everyone in India has always been so supportive. And I count my blessings twice when I think of all your support. So thank you so much. I think you came, right? Sometime in 2016. I did. I, I, actually, I, the last time I came to India, I came to Bombay. The last time okay. I came was for literally 30 hours. Yeah. I it know. was to yeah. do the... Um, the Vogue thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when that. I met Ranveer, and that's when he grabbed me and put me on a table, and that's when everyone <laughs> does videos of us. But that was the last time I came, and I literally came for a day. So oh, cool. Thank you so much for your time, Lily, and thank, thank you, you to the Jaipur Lit Fest to organize this. Um, yes. This. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jepper Bites. I'm your host, Lakshdatta. 
This podcast is produced by Launchora in association with Teamwork Arts. Please follow or subscribe to this show wherever you're listening to this to be notified about new episodes.